a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It's not out of spite. It's not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. And honestly, honestly, it is not in the decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not Okay, 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 okay. We get what's going on here. Yes, I missed a day yesterday. I was at this San Diego Safari Park with my child, enjoying the animals as the wrap up from the Iowa caucus the night before was going all over the internet. Rachel Maddow here, of course, saying that mainstream media, she said her and some others, I think it's a, was it? The, the Microsoft, I don't know, who, who are, whoever the other news agencies were, uh, censoring Donald Trump. And here's the thing, man. Come on. This is the potential leader of the free world, and you're really going to censor what he says? I mean, we've been through, through this before. This is what the left does. If they don't like what you're saying, they just eliminate your voice. But I think this time around, people... People in general, people, American, voting Americans, they know what's up. They know what the game is, and they're not going to have it. But that is the most pathetic thing. I don't care if it was Hitler running for president of the United States. As a major media company, I, if, if he's saying the most vile, racist, incendiary, you know, I think I screwed that word up. I'm wanting to start a fire, words out there. Uh, you got to let it be known publicly. Because if he's really that bad, if he's really that horrible, if he's really saying those things that are that bad, all it does is get people that are don't feel that way to not vote for him. But that's not what they're doing. It's not to protect the people. It's not to protect the people. This is CNN and some other major media just wanting to stop, cut him down, not give him a voice, and just try to erase him from the view of uh, the people. I'm sure they were having a very hard time going through the polling numbers when he pulled over 50% in the Iowa caucus and and won it hands down in the Republican Party. Um, there's a couple other stories going on about this. Let's get moving. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Donald Trump's on a good one. Don Jr. posted this, and it, and it just kind of shows if this is real now of course this can't be real to the fact that it's the same trump chance through the whole video but he's they're alleging that playing clips from around the world of just the huge support for donald trump allegedly great britain hong kong nigeria korea india all these places that have these big crowds of people that are supporting Trump. If you're listening to the audio only and you can't see this, I encourage you to go to YouTube or Rumble. Uh, look for Radio Underland and you can see the videos that I'm playing here. Very video heavy content show. All right, we get the idea. It's a little bit of Trump propaganda getting going early, early today. Uh, but a big win in Iowa, man. The guy is on fire. Uh, you know, he's just going against other Republicans. Uh, one interesting thing is I caught this news report, and I guess one of Nikki Haley's tactics was to get 
Democrats to go against Trump, come over. See, the thing is in Iowa, you can walk up to the polling. You can be a Democrat. You can walk up to the poll center. You can fill out a paper right there. Switch over to Democrat. Vote for Nikki Haley. And that vote will be against Donald Trump, even if, even though it was the Republican caucus in Iowa. Um, but here's a news reporter reporting on the fact that they did not have enough of those crossover paperworks on hand. They had to go home and print more because so many people were coming in to switch from their party or first time registrants uh, to vote against Trump. Possibly. Allegedly. That's a, that's the allegation. But that was kind of the tactic coming out from Nikki Haley. Let's take a listen. Uh, Major, it's been a very interesting night. They just finished uh, voting. This was a room in favor of Nikki Haley, overwhelmingly so. Ron DeSantis second, Donald Trump a distant third. The most interesting development of the evening, and Anthony Salvato will, will find this to be very interesting indeed. They had 50 forms for people who wanted to register tonight or switch their party registration. They ran out of those forms. Members of the caucus team here had to run out to multiple people's homes to get printer paper and get their printers fired up. They printed another 25 or so sheets of paper. They estimate about 75 people were new registrations or switched their registration from Democrat to Republican in order to play in this caucus tonight. And I think that's a big reason why Nikki Haley uh, was lifted up. You're getting a little noise here as they clean up. Uh, was so uh, impressive in this particular outing. If she can repeat that, because we're talking about 20% of the vote here, thereabouts, give or take, uh, were new registrations or crossovers, and that is above the typical rate. You see estimates about 10% in a typical open caucus. So if she can outperform in counties like this one at caucus sites like this one, then that bodes well for her ability to have a strong second, which of course is what her campaign really wants to drive the narrative into New Hampshire. Okay, let me let me point something out here real quick. Let me rewind this. It's on pause. Look at these statistics at the bottom. According to this particular poll, we've seen polls that gave Trump over 50%, but this is this is what's concerning, 49% Trump, which is huge for the Iowa State Caucus. But still, here's the problem. This Haley at 20%, this DeSantis at 20%, this Ram, Ram Favek, can't say that last word. It's my privilege. Sorry, folks, deal with it. Uh, 9% and Hutchinson at 1%. The problem is, is that all of these other four categories here, other than Trump, are voting against Trump. These are basically Republicans, in my opinion, that are voting against Trump. So as these people get eliminated, you know, that 9% for Vivek, well, it's going to go over to somebody else if it's purely a vote against Trump for these other candidates. So as these, uh, you know, uh, candidates drop, uh, these numbers are going to start mounting into one person. And so uh, we're not out of the woods yet. We're not out of the woods yet, you know. They, they could team up because right there, right there, you're looking at a 50-50 split pretty much. Just something to watch out for, you know. Keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. It's not over till the fat lady sings. Uh, plus, we have to deal with all the corruption in the polling to begin with and all the, you know. There's a lot of stuff burning up on Twitter today about polling fraud. In fact, there's so much of it, I'm not going to touch on it today uh, because I left all those articles because I'm like, wow, that's that's a whole show in itself. Uh, let's, let's revisit that first... Uh, that first pop-up that I showed you guys uh, with CNN saying they're not going to cover uh, Trump. Let's listen to that without the music over it and the cat emojis and all that other kind of stuff. Here we go. I'm sorry, I just have to do a little bit no. of business just for a second. Um, at this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. 
we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is, of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform. Yeah, whenever they start leaning over the table, leaning into you to be really, really, really honest with you and, and, and trying to be, yeah, fuck you guys, or screw you guys, my bad. It's such a sham. It's such a sham. To remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a... Look at that grin. It's raising the eyebrows. It's not out of spite. She can't even keep a straight face when she says it because we all know that's exactly what it is. It's completely out of spite. Decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But... There is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. What is the cost? What is the cost? People are going to get mad at Trump if he says something stupid? That, that's not how it works. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. So. Sure, sure. Honestly, whenever mainstream media starts saying that we're going to honestly, honestly, like she said there, yeah, I don't, we don't believe a word you're saying. And America's fed up with this nonsense. Okay, let's keep trucking down the road of what's going on in politics. What is amazing is all the videos I'm seeing of support in the black community for Trump. Here's one right here. Let's take a little look. Keep saying it, and I don't care what people say, they can get mad at me. If Trump was in office, this would have never went down. Trump 2024. They just had a, um, a Trump rally in the South Bronx. South Bronx. Yeah, you told the me that. South Bronx. And that's all Latins and blacks there. Latins and blacks got tired of the Democrats scheming us and lying to us. And the Republicans said, we told you so. We yeah. told you so. Keep saying. All right. Yeah. 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 And then here's another one. Here's another. I think it is. Uh, th this one I thought was really interesting because this is a, a, a some, of course, it's it's from Red Pill USA. So um, they're, you know, they're, they're picking out who they want to display uh, the comments. But there seems to be a lot of black males that would rather have money in their pocket than a stumbling, bumbling idiot in the White House. As black people, you know, we with Trump. Yeah, I'm with Trump. I don't know what everybody got against him. Yo, he was making the breadwinners, you heard? I'm a Democrat too, but okay, we Trump. We need Trump back in office right now. I'm gonna be honest with you. I with Trump, to be honest with you, bro, for real, Trump really did this shit. And I like him because he's about money. It wasn't about no politics. He wanted to make America great again. Through Trump. That boy Trump, we making sure to get they bread. I ain't gonna lie. I'm thinking Trump for life. Trump for life. I ain't gonna lie. Blood on the Trump. Trump wanted us to get off our ass and get some money. Trump 2024. This is true. You made everybody hold a piece of money. Trump, Trump really up both. So Trump running it how it's supposed to be ran. And people just can't take it. And he putting out facts in front of the people. He ain't lying to the people. People just don't want to accept the truth. Trump, man. We rocking with you. So you, Trump? My dog. T, what's up? Trump put the money in our pocket. Trump had the country on a better path as far as economically. He put America first, so it makes sense. I like someone who's like to play his people first. Trump 2024, my brother. They know they can't get him for none of the real shit. We get it, game. I ain't used to like that. But now, bro, I realize that he meant well for the country and shit, bro. We need that back. Free Trump. Trump 2024. They all tricked y'all dumbass to get Trump out the chair. And now look how that shit on backfired on y'all dumbass. Trump got my back. Trump for life. Donald Trump, 
He showed his love. He showed his love. And he didn't stop. 2024 Trump. Trump. 2024. from Baltimore. I ain't gonna lie. Trump, my mother dog. As much as they talk shit about Trump, he's probably the best thing for America right now, no cap. Really. Trump. My man Trump. He's gangster. I like him. I love him. Make America great again. Let's go. Trump 2024, Trump 2028, Trump 2032. Man, listen, Trump for life. It is interesting how it appears that the American public as a whole is really starting it feels like he had America at the best interest. I mean, he's, he's the president that went in there to Ford and uh, stood up there and said, hey, if you guys send all your production down to Mexico, close down these plants in Detroit and go to Mexico to manufacture your vehicles, I'm going to put a 30% tariff on you. Now, whether he could do that or not, who knows? But he was standing up for the American working class people. And I think people are starting to, in hindsight, realize, hey, he had, the middle class or the former middle class uh, best interest at heart. And they're, they're, they're realizing, Hey, we'll deal with some mean tweets. Okay. Here's some other, uh, an interesting poll that popped up in the Iowa caucus. And this was a poll from CNN. I'm just going to put the image up here real quick. And it was a poll from CNN where they're asking them, do you think Biden legitimately won in 2020? Astonishingly, 68% said no. And 28% said yes. So in Iowa, uh, the people that are pulled in the Republican caucus, there's a huge amount of people that say that this whole thing in 2020, Biden, Biden as president is a scam. And like I said, this is burning, burning up on X. There's a lot of this, these stories out there about the voter fraud, uh, but I can't even get into it in its entirety right now. One thing, and I'm going to play the speech in its entirety. If you haven't heard it, you're going to hear it now. Um, and this was Vivek going up with Donald and just giving a barn burner, according to Benny Johnson, according to myself, too, is a pretty amazing speech in support of Trump. Uh, even though Vivek has said some other things kind of undermining this in the past, when the rubber meets the road, this is what Vivek has to say. Let's do this, guys. It's good to see you. It's good to be back to New Hampshire. He does talk like we a guy trying to guys. sell me a car. We're going to make this happen, and you guys know this well. You know this man. You know why we're here, patriots across the state. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That's what we need in this country. You got to know you're in a war to win one. You can't win one if you're asleep at the switch, have your head stuck in the sand like most Republicans. And I think that's going to require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Anybody heard of that? And that's why I was in this race, but 
I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night, and I'm a big believer that we, the people, create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around. That we, the people, choose who leads this country. And so we heard we, the people, last night, and that is why last evening I met my friend here, we met in person, and I told him that I would endorse Donald J. Trump for President of the United States and do everything in my power to lead us to victory in this war. It is a 1776 moment right now. That's where we live right now. And you want to know, what does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. Ideals like freedom and merit and the pursuit of excellence. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. End affirmative action. End DEI. We are done with the nonsense. Send it back home. It means you believe in the rule of law. And I say this as the kid of legal immigrants to this country. That means your first act of entering this country cannot break the law, and that is why we need to use our military to secure our own southern border in this country. That's what it means to stand for the rule of law in the United States of America. It means the people we elect to run the government needs to be the ones who actually run the government, not the shadow government in the deep state that runs the show today. This man is going to get in there this time around and actually shut down that deep state. Not messing around this time anymore. That's how we win this war in this country. And the way we're actually going to do this in the long run and win this this time around is with elections we need to secure in this country for the long run. You want to know what needs to happen in this country? Single-day voting on Election Day as a national holiday with paper ballots, government-issued ID to match the voter file, and English as the sole language that appears on a ballot. And I'm confident this man will be the one to get us there. And this is how we get our country back. Not black or white. It's deeper than that. These are the ideals of the American Revolution. And you know what? We do have some enemies that we need to defeat on the other side, but we have challenges to address in our own party right here at home. So you know what? If you want somebody who's going to foist onto you to use your social media account, you want to use a driver's license to do it, to have the right to use the Internet, this man's not your man. There's another candidate in this race who'll do that for you. It's Nikki Haley. You want to send, you want to cut Social Security, you want to cut Medicare, you want to cut veterans' benefits so we can fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house? Vote for Nikki Haley, not this man right here. But if you want to actually put an agenda that puts Americans first, to say that the moral obligation of your leaders is to the citizens of this country, not another one, there is not a better choice left in this race than this man right here. And that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president, because we're not working with a lot of time here. If our kids are in high school before we get this right, we don't have a country left. That's what it means. We've been celebrating our diversity and our differences for so long that we forgot all of the ways that we are the same as Americans, bound by that common set of ideals that set this country into motion. 100% we true. believe those ideals still exist. This man is going to be your next president to revive them. 
e pluribus unum from many one and you know how we're doing it we're doing it by speaking the truth at every step of the way there are two genders in this country period that is the truth fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity drill frack burn coal embrace nuclear energy reverse racism is racism an open border is not a border parents determine the education of their children the nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind capitalism lifts us up from poverty there are three branches of government in the United States, not four. And the U.S. Constitution is the strongest and greatest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is the truth. We fight for the truth. We stand up for the truth. That is what won us the American Revolution. That is what reunited us after the Civil War. That is what won us two world wars and the cold war that is what still gives hope to the free world and if we can revive that dream over group identity and victimhood and grievance then nobody in the world not a nation not a corporation not a virus not china is going to defeat us that is what American exceptionalism is all about. That is what we are going to revive to, yes, make America great again. Vote for this man right here in the New Hampshire primary. God bless you and your families. And may God bless our United States of America. Thank you, New Hampshire. It's good to see you guys. I think Trump is just We're sitting back there the whole time. This in a landslide. Just we debating whether or not he wants to make this guy this VP. Thank you all. God bless you and your families. Not even a high five. It's almost a kiss on the cheek and a hug for Vivek from the Trumpster. I'd like to hear what they're whispering about. Uh, yeah, Vivek coming in hot. You know, he basically just reiterated everything that he's been saying on his own in his own speeches. It's a pretty smart move on his part uh, to come up and say what's important to him, what he's been campaigning on and putting it and throwing all that into this is what Donald Trump stands for. Um, because, uh, you know, it, it's just a smart move. It's a smart move on Vivek's part. Uh, trying hard. He's not reading off a teleprompter, talking straight to the audience. Of course, he's saying stuff that he's rehearsed many times before. Um, yeah. Will it end up being Trump and Vivek as a VP? Don't know. Don't know. But he definitely was putting in the work right there, uh, to try and make that happen. He also went in to see on, on to, uh, Fox news after that and was talking to, uh, DeSantis and, uh, just telling, you know, the rest of the people drop out. Here we go. Look, we had a great conversation. I actually prefer to talk about policy rather than politics, Jesse. And so we talked about a number of issues backstage, which I've actually championed in this race that I do think would be beneficial to the America First movement for President Trump to take on. And I think he was very amenable to many of them. Opposition to a central bank digital currency. Talking about certain pardons that I think we need on day one. Julian Assange included on that list. And so I'm not a politician. I'm a businessman. But I'm also somebody who cares about the details of policy and commitments. And so we had some great conversations backstage about that before I went on stage, and I think that you guys may have seen some of the rally that we had, and the, the response was overwhelming. And I think it's very clear who the Republican primary electorate is saying that they want to be their nominee. 
I ran to be that person. They sent me a very positive message. But the very positive message they sent to all of us is that Don, Donald Trump needs to be the nominee of this party. And I think Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley would actually at this point do this country and this party a service by stepping aside to make sure that we're focused on not only nominating Donald Trump, but getting this country back and reviving those founding revolutionary ideals. And I think we do live in that 1776 moment right now. We need to win. You're calling on Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis to drop out right now. I am. And I do think that would be helpful in this country. And I think that, you know what, especially Ron DeSantis, at least, of the two of them, will have an important role to play in the future of this country and leading this nation. I do believe that. But I think that the right thing to do right now is the people of this country through the Iowa caucus. It's the most grassroots process I've seen. All right. We get it. Yeah. You asked, you asked them to drop out. Haley is not going to drop out. She's got too much backing from the leftists in this country that want her to run against Donald Trump. Hope, hopefully, hopefully in hopes that she can hang on in there, outlast DeSantis. Well, DeSantis already dropped. Uh outlast these other characters and get some of their votes. Uh votes from moderate Republicans, votes from possibly moderate Democrats that are sick of Biden. Um, they're they're gonna try and wheel her right down the center of the aisle and uh try to keep her in it. But you know. It is what it is. Lots of politics happening. Uh, Vivek, he's not off the hook yet because Tim Pool posted this. And even though he's saying all these glorious things about Trump, it, this just, just proves that no matter what, Vivek, no matter much, how much you like the guy, he was still a politician, a 100% politician. And here he is saying some things that he probably wants erased off the Internet now with his uh, you know, boisterous support of Donald Trump. But here he was talking to some lady. Let's let go right here. You know, I've got to It's about this country. It's about this country. You want to save you want to save Trump, you vote for me. I'm telling yeah. you that. You, you vote for Trump. You're sending He's him. He's a sledgehammer. No, but you're sending him to his own demise. You're, you're falling into the trap that not only a country's falling in, that he's falling. You want to save Trump, you vote for me. I need your support of the Iowa caucus. That's a good argument. That's it's, a good it, argument. It's, it's not an argument. It's the truth. Do the right thing for hand on the shoulder. Country. That's what I'm asking. You. There we go. Yeah, lots of manipulation going on there. <laughs> I swear, you know, the uh, Vivek was just doing like uh, everybody else always do it. When they start leaning in, hand on the shoulder, uh, you know, you're getting effed up the A. I'll say that. Effed up the A. All right, what else do we have going on? Uh, yeah, well, I since we're still in the politics, this was another viral video that's going around on X. It's kind of narrated by uh, 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 Tucker Carlson, and I don't know if this is an official commercial or what, uh, but it's it's poignant. Millions of Americans sincerely love Donald Trump. They love him in spite of everything they've heard. They love him often in spite of himself. They love Donald Trump because no one else loves them. That's true. The country they built, the country their ancestors fought for over hundreds of years, has left them to die in their unfashionable little towns. That's true. Mocked and despised by the sneering halfwits with finance degrees, but no actual skills, who seem to run everything all of a sudden. Whatever Donald Trump's faults, he is better than the rest of the people in charge. At least he doesn't hate them for their weakness. Donald Trump, in other words, is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country. That was true four years ago, when Trump came out of nowhere to win the presidency, and it's every bit as true right now. Trump rose because they failed. It's, it's true. simple as that. If the people in charge had done a halfway decent job with the country they inherited, 
if they cared about anything other than themselves, even for just a moment, Donald Trump would still be hosting Celebrity Apprentice. But they didn't. Instead, they were incompetent and narcissistic and cruel and relentlessly dishonest. They wrecked what they didn't build. They lied about it. They hurt anyone who told the truth about what they were doing. That's true. We watched. America is still a great country, the best in the world, but our ruling class is disgusting. A vote for Trump is a vote against them. That's what's going on in this country. Obviously, obviously this is edited by some fanboy, Trump fanboy. Uh, Maybe this guy right here. Who knows? Uh, Yeah, yeah. But what Tucker's saying is true. Uh, The image is edited along with it. I, I think Americans do feel that. I think they do feel that, that Trump is the only guy that's out there that's actually gives a rat's ass about middle America, middle America, the people that are making this country work and are working hard for this country. All right, now let's get on to the woke section of the news and all the woke stories that are going on. This is a big one. This was posted by Elon Musk, and it's uh, this, who, this, is, this is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, and posted in the Washington Post, allegedly. Of course, it's on X, so who knows if it's exactly real. Uh, but this is the corporate America pledge to hire more people of color. It actually did. The year after Black Lives Matter protests, the S&P 100 added more than 300,000 jobs. Now, who did those jobs go to? 94% of the jobs went to people of color. Huh. Change in employment since February 2020. Whites minus 904,000 jobs. Hispanics up 2 million jobs. Blacks up 768,000 jobs. Asians up 882,000 jobs. And all workers uh, up 4 million. So there's some other uh, segments of the population that aren't listed in this data that's represented right before us. Um, but yeah, they, that is amazing. That is amazing. You know, you can't say you can't say that the BLM movement and this woke movement uh, hasn't been effective for minorities because countries have not countries companies have definitely fallen in line with like okay we're not hiring white people it is what it is we're just not going to do it in fact almost one million white people lost their jobs uh coming in with people of color yeah yeah how can you say that this is not going to be divisive for americans uh this is very divisive uh if you're a white male good luck at getting the job Good luck in this current era, era of how big major corporations are hiring. Um, Walgreens was closing down its fourth store in Boston, and an ex-president of the NAACP, I don't know what chapter, I don't know where, uh, is complaining about it. And uh, they're saying that, you know, uh, uh, CVS, hold on, it, Walgreens. Not CBS, uh, almost the same thing. Walgreens needs to do the right thing. And even though they're taking losses from looting and everything else in this black neighborhood, predominantly black neighborhood, they need to keep their doors open. Uh, they need to do the right thing. Here we go. I don't think that's how capitalism works, but let's take a listen. Why do you think they target black and brown communities? I think because they get no pushback. But they're now getting pushback. Protesting alongside dozens of other frustrated customers fighting to keep this Walgreens open. Don't we need to have something in the community to help the black, the elderly, the sick? You know what I'm saying? They can't go far. The problem boils down to accessibility, says former Boston NAACP president turned healthcare advocate Michael Curry. The communities where they're closing these pharmacies are communities where people 
are uh, disparately impacted by disease, you know, two or three times higher rates in cancer, diabetes, heart disease, where life expectancy can be 15, 20 years less. While this isn't the only Walgreens or pharmacy chains set to close location in the coming weeks, Curry says it begs this question. What is your obligation? What is your expectation as a corporate citizen to do what's right for those communities beyond what's right just for your bottom line. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's here's the crux of the situation. These people in these neighborhoods, heavily, usually, usually, allegedly, heavily Democratic neighborhoods, uh, they're electing in these, you know, Democratic governors. They're electing Democratic mayors. They're, the mayors appoint the police chiefs, and the police chiefs are low on, you know, low priority on crime and trying not to lock people up. Well, you know what? You got to go back to the drawing board in these communities. If, if capitalism is failing in your community because of lack of law enforcement, who are you voting for? Because this all comes from the voting processes that's been going on in these major cities like Boston where they're electing these people that are just lenient and allowing this looting and et cetera to go crazy with no punishment, then what's going to happen? Capitalists are going to move out. They're going to say, we can't, this store, this store that we have in this Boston neighborhood is a loss. You can't expect people to lose money just because, oh, do the right thing and keep one open here because there's lots of old black people. Well, listen, old black people. Who are you voting for? Pay attention to who you're voting for. Maybe get some stricter, some some safety and security on the streets, and maybe this wouldn't be happening in your neighborhood. But this is a result of your voting or your lack of voting, and it's what you've brought into, you've brought it on yourself. It's, that's just how things work, you know? And you can guilt, you can guilt Walgreens all you want and say, hey, you know, do the right thing. There's 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 higher rates of cancer, et cetera, in this neighborhood, and you need to do the right thing and just keep this open. But that's not how it works. Another woke news. Another woke news. This is a funny. I think it's funny. This is from the Babylon Bee. And, you know, we went through last, what was it, Monday? Monday or Friday, we were talking about how the FFA is targeting. Uh, they're saying that people with severe mental handicaps and mental disabilities, et cetera, are underrepresented in the airline industry. Well, this is satire, and I love it. This is satire. This is from the Babylon Bee, and they're saying that Delta introduces the new short plane for special needs pilots. Now, that's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny. Unless you're a disabled pilot, then it might not be so funny. But I believe that's funny. Okay, let's keep on going down the woke news. Now, this uh, speaking of airlines, now this is old, uh, but I think it's relevant today, and I'm going to play it one more time. This is Rob Schneider. He was talking a little bit ahead of his time about the woke uh, issues that are facing the airline industry and how uh, 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 airlines hiring for diversity. Well, let's just let him talk. The CEO of United Airlines last month, the CEO, he announced of all the hiring for all the new pilots that are coming up this year, all the hiring for the new pilots, the main focus is going to be diversity. What? <laughs> diversity? Not the best pilots you can find? The ones with the most hours of experience? Things you've done before? Maybe? Nope, diversity. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of flying all the time with these white pilots landing safely and on time. <laughs> Boring. 
the CEO. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, who would have thought that Rob Schneider uh, would be a voice of uh, extreme reason when it comes to a lot of these topics? Uh, <laughs> it's it's true. It's true. And this was predictive because I don't know when he did this. I know I've seen this video out there for a while, but it was predictive because, I mean, there's official statements that have come out from the airlines, the FFA, et cetera, saying that they're doing exactly that, that they're taking, they're willing to grab pilots early in their career. What is grabbing pilots early in their career or staff for that was United Airlines we were talking about last week? Grab them early. That means less experience, less less knowledge. There, if, if, if you're black or a person of color of any color other than white and you have you're qualified in other words you have the license and stuff but not necessarily the experience united is going to grab you up and put you behind the joystick of their planes um and other woke news this is from uh well it's a story that's been going on in british columbia and basically what it is is a, a bc father has been arrested held in jail for repeatedly violating court orders over child's gender transition therapy and like oh jake well that doesn't matter that's in canada that's in british columbia that doesn't affect us here in the united states well let's Maine, uh, in Maine, there's a proposed bill. Now, this isn't the law, but there's a proposed bill. And this bill right here, the highlighted area you see right here, this bill authorizes a court to take temporary jurisdiction because a child has been unable to obtain gender-affirming health care or gender-affirming mental health care. That's proposed in Maine. It hasn't passed, but it's giving the government in Maine, Child Protective Services or whatever they call it there in Maine, the ability to remove the child if you're not affirming their gender transition and the steps that go along with that gender transition. That is amazing. It's proposed. Let's hope that doesn't get passed. But Maine is definitely, I don't know what's happening in Maine. I mean, they're building the 60 units of apartment apartments for immigrants. Uh, they've got people proposing these kind of bills just because it's a proposed bill doesn't mean it's happening, but it does show you that that is the mindset of politicians in Maine because uh, that was uh, that was Aaron Sheehan, who was the politician that was proposing this in Maine, I believe. Um, oh, Javier. Yeah, Javier Millet. I don't know how to say his last name, but he, you know, this is the guy that was the libertarian that uh, was elected down in there in Argentina, and he's just to totally just turning the world on in. Well, he got a chance to speak in front of the World Economic Forum, and this is what he had to say. This guy's got some balls, man. He's taking a chainsaw to what's happening there in Argentina. Let's take a little listen. Of course, we have to listen through an interpreter, but here we go. Good afternoon. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much. Today, I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it is endangered because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others, Oopsie. others motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We're here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. Do believe me, no one better place than us, Argentines, to testify to these two points. Boom. Uh, yeah, just calling world leaders out. 
You know, it's no longer, you're no longer fighting for the freedoms of the people. You're just doing this weird collective uh, experiments on the people, such as like these transitioning stories that we just uh, did the two stories before. Uh, you know, these politicians, this deep state, this whatever you want to call it, this basically a source of evil in this in the world is just trying to undermine uh, basic principles of morality. Now, let's get down to some immigration stuff that's going on. This is on Joe Rogan. You know, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. I missed whatever episode this was, uh, but this is an interesting story regarding immigration. Uh, and my computer doesn't seem to be working. Let's see if this works. What they're doing is, this is pretty wild, because there's a, a radio station in San Diego that is a Mexican radio station. This guy was on the Mexican radio station. is explaining how we do it. Mm. He's like, he's gone back four times that month. So every time he crosses over, he gets $2,000. He's gaming it. So he's gaming it. He made $8,000 in a month from the federal government. You almost, like, what do you do? You set up, because uh, back in the day, you know, when there's, you know, the, I, I don't know everything, obviously, but like maybe the similar time in American history would have been the early 1900s. And you had all those Europeans coming over yeah. on the boats to, to work over in the That's U.S. That's how my family got here. Yeah, and everybody went through Ellis Island or somewhere mm -hmm. like it where you go in and you got some sort of papers. Yeah, and, it was pretty easy. And, honestly, yeah, they and really they check. At least, though, you know, they, they got you. Like, they got, they, at least they, they got a name. Yeah. And they. Well, not even. They kind of, people changed it. Yeah, they, they changed it right there if yeah. it was like too hard to pronounce yeah, sometimes. Yeah, a lot of people do yeah. that. All right. So anyways, uh, yeah, he's saying that there's a guy in Mexico claiming that he just keeps coming across the border, gets handed $2,000 when he crosses and keeps doing it again. He made $8,000 last month. Uh, who's with me to put on a serape and a big, you know, one of those tortilla chip holding hats and come across the border and just collect our two grand, turn around, do it again. Uh, how many days would that take? I don't think it would take too long. We just need four. You probably do two trips a day. As fast as you get released, to catch release. Just don't go through that, you know, the border in Texas, uh, where the National Guard is slamming people to the ground. But uh, other places, yeah, let's do this. We could make some money. Let's do like forget a million man march. Let's do a two grand man march. You know, just a single march myself. I'll come across the border, grab two grand, go back, start renting a place down on the beach. You know, it'll be fun stuff. It's crazy. It is. It is mental of what's happening in the society. And of course, people are going to game the system. You think they're not? Do you think people aren't going to catch on? It's like, wait a minute. So I come across the border. I get two grand. Uh, let me just go back and let me do that again. Wait, it worked again. Now I have four grand. And all of a sudden, the guy made eight grand in one month for crossing the border four times. You think he's the only one? You think he's the only one? Ah, bullshit. They're not identifying these people. They're not giving them any solid state of identification. They're not using any computer recognition that I know of on their faces to see, hey, this guy's already been through here. He got his coupon for two grand. We need to send him back. I wish they were. I wish they were. I guess they only use computer face recognition on uh, on American citizens that are already here uh, violating your privacy. But, you know. It is what it is. Here's more news coming from the Texas border. Uh, this is from Fox News. Let's take a listen. Matt. Well, Sandra, the battle over this park intensified last week when Texas put up additional razor wire and kicked out federal border patrol agents. Texas argues in part that it can just do a better job deterring migrants than the federal government here. There's more additional razor wire and fencing put up around this park. The dispute has now become more heated after Democratic Congressman Henry Cuellar tweeted a fiery allegation that Texas is to blame for the drowning death in this area of a migrant mother and two children 
on Friday, alleging Texas blocked Border Patrol from rescuing them. DHS released a statement backing that claim. Well, the Texas military department strongly denies the allegation, saying Mexican authorities handled the drownings. But the White House weighed in on the unconfirmed allegation, writing in part, On Friday night, a woman and two children drowned near Eagle Pass, and Texas blocked U.S. Border Patrol from attempting to provide emergency assistance. Well, in the newest court filing, the Department of Homeland Security confirms what the Texas military says actually happened. The drownings occurred at 8 p.m., and Mexican authorities handled the incident and didn't even alert the U.S. until one hour after the migrants died. DHS writing in the new filing, Mexican officials also informed Border Patrol that three migrants, one woman and two children, had drowned at approximately 8 p.m. in the same area. Now, aside from those three migrants that drowned, DHS claims it was also blocked from assisting in a rescue of two other migrants that lived in this area. The Biden administration has warned that it has uh, Texas has until tomorrow to allow federal agents back into this park. We'll be here throughout the day today and tomorrow, Sandra. We'll keep Okay, so we get what's going on. Uh, the feds are going to use this and Department of Homeland Security in their best interest to, to to pull at some heartstrings of someone somewhere to say, hey, people are dying because these a-hole uh, Texas National Guards are just keeping people in the water, not letting them cross the border freely, and the death is on our hands. It's going to work with some people. Some people are going to see that and say, okay, that's, 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 that's too much. There shouldn't be a mother and two children dying in the water uh, because, the, um, because the National Guard is blocking them from cr- crossing over into dry land. You know, it's sad. It's sad. You don't want to see a mom and children of any ethnicity, of any from any country, drowning, drowning in, in a river. But at the same time, uh, words got to get out that this is not a safe border crossing. You're not going to cross there. It's not going to happen. You're going to be stuck in the water. If you can't swim, if your kids can't swim, it's going to be dangerous. Word needs to get out there. Um, I feel, I feel sorry for this mother and her, and her kids. I really do. But at the same time, you shouldn't be trying to illegally cross the border. That's the bottom line. If you weren't engaged in any illegal activity, you would be fine. You wouldn't be drowning in the Rio Grande river. It just wouldn't happen. And that's the harsh reality that people have to face is like they're doing an illegal activity and you get injured. You get hurt when you're doing an illegal activity. That's on you. You made the choice to do that. I understand. I understand you're trying to get away from bad stuff in your country, but there's a legal way of doing it. And we have to protect our border. You have to, you just have to, it's the bottom line. It's the way that it is. It's unfortunate that it's going to hurt people and people are going to be harmed. But it's the way the world works. Uh, other illegals are complaining about the climate in uh, the United States, saying it's too cold, but they're already here. Uh, maybe they should, you know. The cold is too much, says Gabriel Diaz, the 38-year-old new arrival from Venezuela, and dozens of others temporarily moved to the lower level of the Harold Washington Library because the city's windswept landing strip at Polk and Dis Plains presenting a dangerous environment for asylum seekers, temporarily forcing the suspension of the combination city and state intake center. Venezuelan asylum seeker Andres Contreras, a block down from the library, stunned to experience the bitter cold. The truth is, is that I'm not accustomed to this cold, Contreras says. I've never seen the snow before. It's beautiful, but it's too excessive, the cold you have here. 
Yeah, and they're being housed in a public library. Uh, I'm sure that public library is now off limits to the citizens that are in that area because it's used as housing, just as the terminals at O'Hare Airport are used, just as a school in New York is used, just as all these places that are paid for by the public uh, are no longer accessible because it's housing illegal immigrants or asylum seekers from uh, Venezuela or wherever it's from. It is just a pathetic state of the uh, union that we are dealing with right now. Okay, so now let's move on out of immigration. Let's hit some COVID news. This one was pretty amazing. Uh, I'm going to just play it real quick. The numbers speak for themselves. Let's quick put up this chart, if we could. Uh, you have it in front of it. This, this is a chart that I first started developing in June of 2021. Uh, I, I was already watching the Bayers as of April, March. Amazing. April, okay, uh, I remember April when... There are a couple thousand deaths showing on the Vayers system. I had Francis Collins in front of me. I said, you know, what, 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 you know, are you looking at this? He, he admitted the six deaths from the Johnson Johnson, but he said very callously, we'll send her people die when he was asking about the other thousands. By the way, back then it was 46% of those deaths were occurring on day zero, one or two. Wow. So I've just put this chart together because, you know, obviously our hearings were about early treatment. And how supposedly dangerous hydroxychloroquine was, or ivermectin, a horse medicine, right? I, I put this as a comparison, and you can see the difference. The, these, by the way, the, the top lines here are the, the FAERS, the, the FDA Adverse Event Reporting System. It just shows total deaths reported over 27 years for ivermectin, 37 years for hydroxychloroquine, flu vaccines, dexamethasone, Tylenol. You see that the average deaths per year. Again, everything could potentially be dangerous. But you compare that to the COVID vaccine off of VAERS, we're up to almost 37,000 deaths worldwide. 24.4% of those deaths are occurring on days zero, one, or two following vaccination. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical researcher. But I, I know VAERS doesn't prove causation. But, man, that's a correlation that you ought to be looking at. Yes, it is. And of course, the easy argument is saying, well, there was billions of people, a billion people that were uh, COVID vaccine and how many people took ivermectin over those that that that, that 27 years. Uh, yeah, that's an easy argument against it. But still, we're willing to sit back and just allow 37,000 people to die in days zero, one or two after. Uh, well, I guess the deaths on days zero, one or two was 9,030, which is still a phenomenal amount. Phenomenal amount. All this, the veil is going to be lifted. A lot of this is coming out. Let's get to our next uh, COVID story. This is Tucker. We're just going to play that. You can watch the whole interview if you want. It's on Tucker's TCN. Uh, but this was an interview. Well, it, he explains who the interview is with. Let's just play it from the top. Very few public health officials in this country seem very interested in public health, in case you haven't noticed. The Surgeon General of Florida, Dr. Joseph Ladipo, is an exception to that. He is interested in the health of the people of his state. And because he is, he's taken a close look at what's in the COVID vax, the one that everyone in the country was required to take not so long ago. And he's come up short. He can't answer some basic questions about it. And that's a concern if we're doing science, which he is. And so he has now called on doctors to immediately stop giving the mRNA COVID vax to their patients. And for a very interesting reason that you should know about, here's his statement, we're quoting. I'm calling for a halt to the use of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have always played it fast and loose with COVID-19 vaccine safety. 100%. But their failure to test for DNA integration with the human genome, 
as their own guidelines dictate, when the vaccines are known to be contaminated with foreign DNA is intolerable. Think about that. It's one thing if it gives you a heart attack, if it tampers with your DNA in some way, now we have a real problem, considering a billion people got it. So in a recent interview about the MRA vaccines, the Surgeon General of Florida described them this way. These vaccines have DNA in them. Everyone knows what DNA is. They're contaminated with DNA, and that's not necessarily a big deal. But it's a problem with these vaccines because the DNA hangs on with the mRNA and goes into people's cells. So this is a completely different risk analysis than other products that have had DNA. These vaccines are honestly, they're, they're the antichrist of all products. The Antichrist of all products. The Surgeon General of Florida joins us now to explain what he. Okay, means. we don't have to go into this whole uh, this whole interview, uh, but that Surgeon General of Florida saying, you know, it's it it hasn't been tested, it hasn't been seen uh, or, or or clarified whether or not it's messing with D people's DNA, but it has the ability to do so. And he, as the Surgeon General of Florida, is saying we need to put a halt to this on our shelves for the citizens of Florida. And uh, there's a, a, a poop storm of information coming out about these COVID vaccines. There's a poop storm of information coming out from all of these scientists that are delving into the numbers and, and finding out what was really happening with this COVID vaccine. And it is not good. It is not good. Every new article that I see is just saying more detrimental effects of the COVID vaccine that it's had on American people. Can I stop for a second and talk about Tucker Carlson? Whoever his audio engineer is, his microphone sounds phenomenal, and I want to give big ups to you. That is a great sounding SM7B that's on his mouth. Uh, good job. There's so much bad audio out there, and I'm a purveyor of that sometimes myself. Uh, Howie Mandel was going back and forth with uh, RFK Jr., and um, it seemed like Howie Mandel was trying to rewrite history and what the politicians were telling us in the early stages of the COVID vaccine and RFK wasn't having it. We're not going to play the whole thing, but here's a little bit of that confrontation between RFK and Howie Mandel. A clinical trial study, you had 22,000 people who took the vaccine and 22,000 people got the placebo. And what the result was after six months, they had to hand that data to FDA in order to get the emergency use authorization. What that data showed that in the vaccine group, there was one COVID death of 22,000 people over six months. Right. In the, COVID, in the unvaccinated group, there were two COVID deaths so of 22,000 people. So that allowed the company to tell the public the vaccine is 100% effective. Because 100%, but that's a, that's a misnomer. 100% effective in as far as, because I saw people on the news going, well, I got the vaccine, I still got COVID. They never said you won't get COVID. They just yeah, said they did. the, it'll uh, kind of uh, pull back the severity of it. So the fact is that- Well, that's what they well eventually proven. said. You had okay, double the deaths but, 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 without but, but, it. But how right. listen to this, okay. Okay. If this makes any sense to you. They say what they're saying out of 22,000 people, there was one COVID death among the vaccinated and there was two COVID deaths on the unvaccinated, Double. 22,000 people. So 
And that, that allowed them to claim it's 100% effective. Effective for what? You can't no, use no, the word effective. No, but you remember they He's missing the point. it's 100% effective. No, they just said it it'll uh, negate I can the severity. Play, if you go on the internet, you can see Tony Fauci. But the word effective didn't say you won't get, I never oh, heard no. you won't get COVID. Oh yeah, well, this is a different subject. But yeah, in fact, I saw a tape yesterday of them all, of Biden, Fauci, Gates, uh, you know, Burla, all of them saying, if you take the vaccine rachel maddow if you take the vaccine you can't get covid you can't pass covid i didn't see that okay well, oh come know, on howie can i play it for you yeah all right well they don't let them play it but guess what i've got it hang on just a second let me pull this up let me go to this next slide right here uh and i believe this is what rfk was talking about mr bill gates in this nice sweater here we go not just protecting themselves but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. We can kind of almost see the end. We're, we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Getting vaccinated and getting a booster shot when eligible can save your life and protect you and your family and friends from getting seriously ill and spreading infection. What do you think the probability is? 80%? Personally, I think it's 100%. I think that there's a reduction in transmission. Right. COVID, if you have these vaccinations. We have all the vaccines we need. We just need our people to take it. A, for their own protection, for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. You want to be a dead end to the virus. So when the virus gets to you, you stop it. You don't allow it to use you as the stepping stone to the next person. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. All right, we don't need to go through the whole two minutes of this, but it keeps repeating over and over. We get what it, what they're saying. So Howie Mandel, uh, sorry, but you are absolutely wrong. You're rewriting history in your own brain, which a lot of people have a tendency to do. Uh, I've been through a divorce and, you know, I've heard, you know, uh, the stories of why I got divorced from the other side of the equation and they rewrote that history too. So I can relate to this rewriting of history. Uh, how, if you don't believe it or you don't want to believe it, uh, you can't rewrite history. RFK was absolutely right. Uh, they were claiming all this stuff. I'm going to skip this story because it's unfounded. I should, while it is burning up on X, maybe I should, I should play it, but it's kind of a little bit unfounded because it's this gentleman that's called Dr. Sean Brooks, MD, and he's standing up in front of a, a group of people and there's not much information about it, but he claims to be an MD and he's saying some uh, startling things about COVID. My name's Dr. Sean Brooks, PhD, um, Oxford. I have 48 publications, including 23 books. I've studied health medicine, anatomy, and physiology for approximately 21 years. Dr. Robert Malone, who created the messenger RNA vaccine, has said no one should ever take these jabs ever under any circumstance whatsoever. He created it and he says, don't ever do it. So let me explain what's going to happen to the people who have ta taken it. Excuse me. The people who have taken it are going to die in the next six months to three to five years. Well, let's hope not. For three reasons. Number one, you've d dr dramatically decreased your own immune system by 35%. The first jab did it by at least 15. The second did it by 35. Now, if you take any booster shot, you will die. That's it. Uh, that's a little a shot in the future. You will die. Let's hope that that's a little extreme. But anyways, that this this 
this post from this Dr. Sean Brooks has been burning up all over X. I've seen it multi uh, posted multiple times. There's people debating the authenticity of it, who this Dr. Sean Brooks is. I don't know. I'm just covering because it's out there on X and we're just down the rabbit hole on this whole COVID stuff. You know, today we are. Okay, so let's get into our conspiracies. And this is a scary conspiracy, but it's coming from the king of conspiracies, Alex Jones, who unfortunately has been right on many of his conspiracies. But what he's claiming now is that leaked German military documents are are counting down to World War Three. But okay, let me let me put a grain of salt on this. Aren't all major superpowers in the world preparing for a potential World War III at all times, just being ready and being being uh, in a place where they are prepared in case things go completely sideways. Well, Alex Jones seems to think that this declaration from uh, from from Germany is a little more menacing. Here we go. Well, now the British Defense Ministry has officially come out and said that the path to war is here and that full-scale global war is going to happen in the next year. And they predict full war with Russia as early as next month. And then they push it out to February of next year, a year from now, 13 months. All right, Alex, we, get, we don't have to go through all the details. I mean, you always have stuff that's founded in something. I hope that this is wrong. I hope that we're not in a World War III next month. But the king of conspiracy, Alex Jones, that's what he's calling for. And there's other people that are hopping on this board. Another trail that we're going down in the conspiracy theory is this is um, Anna Paulina Luna, a uh, uh, Republican from Florida, and she's been sitting uh, in on these UFO whistleblowing hearings that Congress has been investigating. Uh, but she makes a very valid point here. We're on the conspiracy train right now. So let's take a, a listen to uh, Anna and what she's saying. Uh, maybe it's not aliens. Maybe it's a different alternate universe type of uh, situation. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see this. I think it's incredibly important to listen to the specific words that Grush uses. You know, Grush never said extraterrestrial or alien. He said interdimensional. I think that that's incredibly important because those are the types of things that when we go in there, we, you know, there's just certain things that I think that it's important that you guys listen to on that. I'm going to get clarification. Yes, you said interdimensional. I mean, now, what does that term, is this something that bends time and space? What, what are you getting at? I think that Grush, when I at, when I had talked to him on whether these were specifically extraterrestrials or alien in origin, he said interdimensional. He refused to um, address, use certain terms, and I think that's incredibly important because I think that that's really the question we're all wanting to know, right? And so I'm actually going to have a sit-down conversation with him and ask him to come back and talk to us directly because it seems that we are getting more information from the source than going into a skiff and then not being able to tell you guys what we're Is this about. stuff that we just... Is humans might not be able to understand if it's interdimensional? I think that we can understand it. I think that it's just, it, it's an approach, right? I mean, like, remember, we just now for the first time in history really had Congress have whistleblowers come forward credible that we're telling the entire world that there is something other than human life forms. Rush said that those were interdimensional beings. He refused to use extraterrestrial and aliens. I think that's important to note. Bye. Boom. There you go. That's a nice conspiracy. Uh, like I said the other day, I think, uh, you know, this whole new world order, I think they're prepping us for something, whether it's interdimensional or alien or whatever. They want to get us all unified underneath the threat of an inter interdimensional terrorist coming to this uh, world, this globe, or it's aliens coming to this globe. I think that is the last, uh, the hat trick uh, to get people to back the whole one new world order and one uh, central government governing this whole planet uh, to fight against the... Uh, 
interdimensional or aliens. That's a that's a that's a interesting point that's coming out. Uh, like I said, we're in the conspiracy rabbit hole right now. What else do we have? Oh, okay. Now I got to touch on a couple of these far out conspiracies, and a lot of people believe this one. Uh, a lot of people believe this one. I'm just going to play a little bit of it. Uh, but this is also burning through twi- uh, Twitter X. I saw it uh, posted multiple times, um, and it's it's the whole polling our, our voting record of Michelle Obama that for the first 16 years of her voting life she was registered as a male I, you know here's the thing I really don't care whether Michelle Obama is a guy or a girl uh, we've seen all the slow motion videos of her dick dangling in the wind underneath her skirt uh, we've looked at the sheer physical size of Michelle Obama and she's built like a brick shit house um, I don't care I really don't care whether she's a guy or the girl, but this conspiracy, man, it keeps just, it, it just is always tracking on X and Twitter. And First here we lady go. Michelle Obama was registered to vote as a man from 1994 until 2008, according to official documents obtained from the Illinois State Board of Elections. The official documents also reveal Obama officially changed her sex to female in 2008, the same year her husband was running for the presidency. The official documents were obtained from the state of Illinois by documentary filmmaker Joel Gilbert, who explains that he decided to take a serious approach to learning about Michelle Obama's background because the mainstream media refuses to touch the topic. But he didn't expect to find proof that she registered to vote as a man for 14 years. Gilbert was stunned when he received Michelle Obama's Look at this guy. He looks authentic. registration cards from 1994. Okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. This is nothing new. This is nothing new. They're also claiming Joan Rivers this uh, in this conspiracy trail that this is on. They're, cons- they're you know Joan Rivers called up Michelle Obama as a man uh, multiple times behind her before her untimely death. I mean, she was old as dirt. But she died and they go on in this conspiracy to conclude that uh, Joan Rivers was put down because of uh, saying Michelle Obama had a dick. If she does have a dick, who cares? I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, now, this is one of the most outlandish, wild conspiracies that I've heard. And this is my <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. But he's getting a, he's, he's getting a little bit of traction with this conspiracy. And I think for the entertainment value, we should just uh, pay it pay it a little heed. Let's see if we can take this serious. Uh, this is good. Does Jim Carrey play Joe Biden part of the time? And I'm not talking Saturday Night Live, I'm talking real life. At the end of this video, I think if you don't think so right now, there might be a little part, at least a little part of you, that just might agree with me. Let's start with this. We all know he is a physical... Bad audio. Get Tucker's guy. All right, so he goes through this whole thing about how uh, Ace Ventura, Mr. Jim Carrey, uh, did all these stunt falls, and he's claiming that when uh, when Biden is falling, it's actually Jim Carrey. He shows some pictures of Biden with his neck pulled over, and it's a camera shot from the back, and it looks like Biden is wearing a whole head mask, which is a little alarming. Um, but yeah, that's another conspiracy that's out there. And the last thing I want to do is I want to I want to give kudos to this citizen that is standing up to his local politicians. And this guy goes off on his county board and he goes off in an extreme way. And I'm just going to wrap it up with this. I'm going to let this guy in this American flag shirt uh, just 
just let let give you a lesson on how you deal with these crooked local politicians. It's pretty amazing, and I'm going to close out on this. This has been Jake Fight going down the rabbit hole on Twitter. I'm finding all the BS, so you don't have to waste your time to find it. And uh, like, subscribe, uh, give us a follow, and big things are coming for this particular show. But we're going to wrap it up with this guy. This is, this is good stuff. You could take a lesson from this guy. Stand up. Stand up to the crooked politicians that are in your community. That's Snyder, Johnson County. Um, first of all, I want the plexiglass back to protect my health, please. You guys spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of our money to put pe- plexiglass all over the county to stop a respiratory virus from attacking us. You spent millions on masks and lockdowns. You cost people their jobs, their businesses, and now you're raising our taxes. You have mismanaged our money and now you want more of it. That's insane. You gave a $225 million tax break to an international corporation to build batteries in our county. What do we get for that? There's billions of dollars. Charlotte, you could probably tell me how many under tax incentive financial districts. Three? 93.5 million. $93.5 million. Go get it from them. The developers that you don't charge, that you sell 99-year bonds that they're never going to pay back. Go get it from them. But instead, you're going to price out. You can laugh all you want, Peg. Making $200,000 a year after resigning in disgrace from Wyoming as a prosecutor, as our chief legal counsel. Peggy makes more than the president of the United States. Our county manager makes more than the penny, whatever, it doesn't matter. Makes more than the president of the United States. That's insane. This young lady who lost her home, she's talking about the strife of trying to get aid from you. And she wants a bigger budget so that you can waste it and do a terrible job with it. She needs help. Absolutely she needs help. And you're doing a terrible job of it. Mental health would be a lot better in this county and you wouldn't have to spend more on it if you didn't tax people out of their homes. If they didn't have to spend all their money to buy food and it could go out and actually go to Nick and Jake's like that lady suggested. There are over 200 people, correct me if I'm wrong, that make over $100,000 a year that work for Johnson County. Over 4,000 employees in a county of 600,000 people and you can't find ways to cut? How much money do we have to throw at the air to change the climate? How much more do you need? Are you just burning our tax dollars at home to stay warm? Reserves, a half a billion dollars in reserves for the unknown? I know you're gonna try to spin up COVID again. We all saw you wearing the masks a couple weeks ago. We get what's coming, it's not gonna work this time. And lastly, and lastly, we absolutely see what you're all doing with the sheriff and the budget. We get it. We know you're trying to defund him. It's not going to work. It's absolutely not going to work. We're going to get to the bottom of the election fraud. You will all be held accountable in 2024 when Trump wins and the Department of Justice changed back to a rational and sane Department of Justice. I'm going to take all that evidence and I'm going to go directly to the U.S. Attorney and I'm going to present them all the fraud that you were a part of. Good luck with that. Boom. All right, man. Have a good day. I'll talk to you later.